Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Affinity Christian Ministries podcast. My name is James. With me, as always, is Jonathan and Mason. Um, last time we were in, we read Revelation 1 and 2, chapters 1 and 2. Um, got some really good conversation out of that and found a lot of meaning in the words that a lot of people are nervous to read themselves because of the word revelation and the pseudo description that a lot of people put upon it. Um, and today we're going to pick up from chapter three. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, please go back and listen to that one first. Um, it obviously goes in, in quite a bit of a chronological order here, and we want to make sure you're following along. But today, if you're up to date, let's start with chapter three, and we will get everything started. How's everybody doing, first of all? Oh, doing awesome. I'm dude. Yep, I'm glad, glad to be podcasting. Yeah, I know, right? It feels good. All right, let's just Absolutely. jump right in. All right, well, uh, in chapter three, we have the message to Sardis. And, um, you know, just like in the, the first two chapters, um, these are messages to churches. And uh, it's not just churches of that time. What's great about Revelation, all throughout Revelation, the, the references you're seeing applied many times to at that time and the current time. Yep. So um, what's important really is the overall message you're getting out of each chapter as you go along in each message to the church, because um, it's very relevant today. <clears throat> And uh, so we're going to go ahead and pick up with uh, verse three. And by the way, you know, maybe this uh, first two, uh, first uh, part message of the churches, they're not my favorite. They're important. Yeah, um, but right. you know, obviously we're going to get to some really good stuff, but it's important for you to say, yeah, I've read Revelation. I've gone through it start to finish. So that's what we're doing uh, with this uh, series. Um, so in verse or chapter three, and again, this is King James Version um, in chapter three, verse one. And unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast uh, a name, that thou livest and art dead. And be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. I have not found thy works perfect for God. Um, so in the first two verses, you know, we're, we're talking about, he's saying, boy, you guys got some things that are dying off in your church. Mm -hmm. And you better watch the things that which remain and you better strengthen them because you're fading, you're falling away, which is part of prophecy. And he says in verse three, remember, therefore, how hast thou received and heard and hold fast and repent? Once again, that repent word comes back yep. up. <laughs> and if thou thou shalt not watch, I will come unto thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. And they shall uh, walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. And I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So I, I would like to actually point a couple things out. Yes, we have the repent. Again, he's saying, stop fooling around, get right, repent, right? That's important. He's given a chance. You know, God is, is, is really the God of grace all the time. And, um, and so he's warning right now they have a choice. Once, once God returns, right? Once, once the rapture happens, once Jesus returns, you don't have that choice anymore. You know, you've, you've, mm -hmm. you've given it up. Um, but here's, what's interesting. You know, you've got these people that run out there and they think that once saved, always saved. And let me tell mm -hmm. you something, you're a fool and, and you're, you're a false teacher, but you know, flat out. Mm -hmm. And right here, what does it say? Or I will blot out his name in the book of life in, in, in verse five. So a, a name was in it and could be blotted out. 
So you can look at it from a number of number of ways. You could say, well, they already had their name written because they were saved, right? But now they're starting to fall away, and, and God is warning them, I will blot you out. You can look at it from that aspect, which is definitely, in my opinion, what the message here is. But also, it's interesting. Have you ever had a teacher that gave you a, um, you know, said everyone starts out with 100%. It's yours mm -hmm. to lose, right? And so if you mess up, we're going to knock it down from there rather than starting from zero and going up. So God really here is, is and at the same time, you can almost say he's given you the chance. Your name is in the book. It's yours to lose, right? So, but uh, more than anything, I think the, the first way, and I love to go through different thoughts. So revelation is important to do that so that way you don't miss anything. But um, yes, you can lose your salvation. Trust me, you turn 100%. from God. Oh, 100%. If that, if, that was, if that was the case, and we've talked about this before, I'm pretty sure. If it was the case that you can lose your salvation, I mean, you might as well just do whatever you want. Right, exactly. There would be no Get point. baptized and just go wreak havoc. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, so it's so untrue when someone says, once saved, always saved. You know, you can't lose your salvation. You can. Don't get me wrong. No other man can pluck you out of God's hand, the Bible says, but you can take yourself out. Yeah. Absolutely take yourself it's out. It's your fault. Yep. Which is harsh, but. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, you got no one to blame but yourself yep. at the end of the day. Um, now, uh, uh, verse 7 is the message to Philadelphia. Uh, Mason, you want to do that one? Yes, sir. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things that saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. You know, that's there's some powerful words in there all the way through. And, and what he is telling you right there in verse 7, right, is there is no one else that has that key. It is him and mm. him only. He can open it and no man shutteth. Right. And he can shutteth and no man open. And that's important. He is the way the truth, and the life. And to clarify in Revelation chapter 3, verse 9, where he says, uh, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they're Jews but are not. Uh, this goes to the actual Jewish state of Israel, as well as Christians, because as we've seen in the previous passages, we have all been made under one blood, the blood of Abraham, under the new covenant, yep. which is the mm. death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So the Jews in the New Testament, especially here in this passage, is not only referring to the uh, Jews of Israel, it is also referring to Christians. So beware of the Christians who say they're Christians, but yet are not yep. the ones that come falsely in his name. Uh, <clears throat> and this also pertains to the uh, Zionist doctrine that has infected modern day Christianity to this day. Uh, if you, if anyone actually looks into what uh, Israel, the state of Israel, uh, what it stands for, what they fight for, you will come to find that they very much have poisoned a lot of areas of our society and culture. Uh, if you um, and you can go as far as you'd like with that, but our pharmaceutical industry, uh, mm. a huge, huge portion of the pornography industry, mm -hmm. Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, uh, all stems from the uh, Talmudic Jewish reasoning and belief system of the state of Israel. Now, I'm not saying that Israel is our enemy because we have our friends there, which are the Torah observant and which are the Messianic Jews, those who keep the testimony mm -hmm. of Christ, but also maintain the <clears throat> old the old covenant of the Jewish people by heritage. Yes, those are our friends, but beware, folks. The, the building of the temple and the worship of the man of sin could not be true 
if the state of Israel was in line with God. Mm. They are not, and that is why they will be playing a major part here in the bringing and, forth of the man of sin and his worship. And that shouldn't be a surprise if you want, if you read this the scripture in the Old Testament. Um, honestly, you know, I think Jesus started with the Jews because he was like, man, you know, um, and I'm not. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to cast stones, but at the same time, it's like, man, if I don't literally show myself and walk with these folks, I ain't going to make it. You know what I mean? They, they, they quickly turn and, and worship false gods and false idols um, time over time in, in the scripture. But, um, okay, Mason, verse 10. Go ahead. All right, I'll keep on reading. Uh, chapter 3, verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try, to, to try them and, uh, that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Have that overcome him that overcometh. Will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which command with which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And unto the angel of the... Okay, I'll watch. So, Stop right there. Yeah, so um, that that's the end of the message to message to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And um, and again, you know, he's he's telling you there's there's punishment and then there's reward, right? So follow along, you know, and there's reward. Uh, go against that and there will be punishment. But again, he's warning. You got a chance to repent. You got a chance to turn. Um, that's why we read the word so that we can be fresh in what God expects of us and what he's asking. Right. Oh, um, and I wanted, did want to clarify one last thing. Um, for those of you that do, that do not know what the Talmud is, the Talmud is the rabbinic commentary that has been written down and passed down through uh, many, many, many years. Uh, it has nothing to do with the Bible. It is not scriptural. Uh, these were uh, these were rabbis that basically passed down thoughts based upon certain principles of the Bible. But if you read the Talmud, I invite everyone here to read the Talmud. Read it carefully. Read, read what it says about if you. Your, already know your Bible. Yeah, if you already yeah, know your yeah, Bible. If you don't, that's, that's if you don't read your Bible first, right. for sure. Well, and to cut it short, what the Talmud says, it calls us, us Christians, us Gentiles, those who are not her- uh, who are not Jews by heritage, we are nothing more than scum of the earth in their eyes. And according to the Talmudic logic and reasoning, it is okay for them to deceive us for their own personal gain. And if we are to believe their lies and we are to uh, take up their traps, it is completely our fault according to their reasoning. It's not their fault that they deceived us and they did things to harm us. It's our fault for believing them. So Mm. that is basically the gist of what the Talmud teaches. Mm. All right. Um, Not good. Good good word, man. Uh, Verse 14, uh, James. Yeah, yeah. So this is to the church of... Laodicea. Laodicea. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. You're neither cold nor hot. You're kind of in the middle. You're lukewarm. I would, though, wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spur thee out of my mouth, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not of thy art wretched. Oh, of thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich 
and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the same of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thy eyes with eye slave, eye salve, uh, eye salve mm-hmm. that thou mayest see. And many as I love, I rebuke and chastise, or chasten. Be zealous thereof and repent. Behold. Oh, go ahead. you want to say something, John? Yeah. So as we're reading so far, um, here we have a church that's just trying to play it in the middle. They're lukewarm. They're not They're not on fire for God. Um, they're not preaching the, the word. They're not preaching the hard stuff. And they're not cold either, though. You're not cold either. But yet, this is displeasing to God. He said, mm-hmm. I would rather you be cold or hot. Your lukewarmness is offensive to me. And, uh, you know, I'm going to spew thee out. Um, so it's interesting today. So a church really needs to be on top of their game, yeah. um, you know, to, to really be pleasing to God. Because a church has a job. Okay, it's not to be lukewarm. It's not to say what people want them to say. It's not to just have a, oh, yeah, thank you for coming again. And every Sunday we just kind of preach a standard message. It's about really getting to the word. you got to teach your people what they need to know uh, and not have a superficial message for sure. And even with the, you know, anoint thy eyes, um, there, is, there is a very, very powerful verse that says that once you start to kind of realize um, your place with Christ and with God, the scales are removed from your eyes and you are able to see the world as it truly is, as a beautiful creation of God. And there, he's just kind of saying like, okay, you need to really kind of redo that. You need to anoint your eyes and see how you are falling behind here and are lukewarm and really you should be and it's interesting hot. too in in verse 19 it says as many as i love i rebuke and chasten so he's saying be zealous therefore and repent you know he's telling you repent again we're hearing this word it's mm-hmm. it's important to repent I've, I've heard many christians say oh, i don't have to repent or i don't repent you know that's a mistake on their behalf for sure but um you know and it says be zealous therefore i mean go after me you know get it you know what i mean like like don't don't sit there and be a bump on a log um you know come after it um Okay, go ahead. Yeah, awesome. Now we're going to start back in verse 20. So chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me and my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit say unto the churches so that's pretty cool and he, he says lo- that every time i didn't mean to interrupt you there yeah. no, you're good. he says that every time he that hath the ear let him hear yep he is like <laughs> if you didn't get it the first time if you can hear this you need to hear this and it's not just of this church it's of the churches you know what i mean it's, he's like are you listening to yeah. me are you really hearing or are you just reading your Bible right now? Like, hear what I'm saying to you. And you know what's funny is right here, he's, he's talking about sitting with him in his throne. Um, and and the, 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 the level at which you reach in doing so, it's not like there's no reward for what you're doing. It's not like, you know, oh, you know, believing in Christ and, and, and honoring God. Like, this is some bad thing or it's terrible and it's like, well, this is worthless. There's reward for this, and he's telling you every time, listen, repent, be zealous, chase after me, and you will be rewarded. Everything you chase after here on earth, none of it could compare. Even if they gave it all to you, none of it will compare to what you get, you know, being with Christ. So that being said, you know, people talk about, well, you know, I want a world with no pain and no suffering. Like, you want that in the natural world. What's, what's the matter with you? Like, that's not going to be in your natural world. That comes in the supernatural mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, and this is how you chase after it and get it. Um, so... Um, here we are in uh, chapter four. Yep, chapter four, the throne of God. So, um, chapter four, verse one. 
after this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. Uh, and the first voice, which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither and I will show these things, which must, which must be hereafter. Now I just want to say this right now. This is where all your pre-tribbers go. Oh, here's the rapture. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, the pre-trib teaching is really one of the most dangerous teachings to all of mankind, particularly not in, not in early days, but right now in end times. And here's here's a great point. Mason and I were talking about this other night, and he brought this up. And, you know, I always talk about it. Well, you know, yeah, pre-tribbers are just really, they're, they're setting themselves up to be really be screwed is what's going to come down and putting themselves in a very hard position that if they obeyed the scripture, they wouldn't be in that position. And we'll hear more about that when we get uh, further along in chapter 12 and 13. But the reality is, is remember the man of sin, a son of perdition, will reveal himself and stand in the temple, claim to be God, and do and will end this. And and in combination with that, the second beast will do miracles in the sight of men, call fire from the sky, and will deceive, if it's possible, the very elect. Now, when churches stand there, and today they're not teaching rapture, by the way. Eighteen percent of people even believe in a rapture. That's because the church has failed to teach it anymore. But the reality is this: if you stand in church as a preacher and you say, "Oh," Jesus can come back any day. He can come back any day. And you don't explain to the people. They're not all the same people in your church. You need to explain this. I'm talking about the rapture, the rapture where we meet him in the clouds, that thing. Okay, yeah, that's when I say he can come back any day. Now, if you don't explain that, they are literally being set up for the greatest deception mm-hmm. that the Bible speaks of. They're going to think the abomination of desolation, the man of sin, the son of perdition. And the beast. He goes, oh, this is God. It's God. It's him. It's there it is. Oh, my goodness. They were right. He did return. Jesus and look at the miracles. Back. Yeah, there's Sorry. the Messiah. Yeah. And guess what? They'll join right in with the Jews who also are believing the same thing. And Jesus repeated, remember, I told you this before. Right. So this is literally this is where pastors are failing failing their churches miserably, miserably. So that, that, that first verse, this is where so many preachers hanging. Oh, well, God, yeah, that's, that's the, the trumpet sounded, and, but it's, it's and, the fact that he's saying it was loud and right. it was not it, hard th- to miss. That's exactly. He said he heard a voice as if it were a trumpet, right? It's a voice. Okay. And it says, come up here. I'm going to show you these things. He says, come up here. I'm going to show you this vision of what is to come after Right. He didn't say, oh, everyone come up here. We're having a party now. We're having a rapture. My goodness gracious. Okay. Um, So in verse two, let's move on here. And immediately I was in the spirit and beheld and a throne was set in heaven. One sat on the throne and he sat and was set to um, and was to look upon uh, like a jasper and sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne and sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty uh, seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads uh, crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceedeth lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass, like unto the like unto crystal. The uh, oh yeah, the firmament. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of the throne, round about the throne, were four beasts full of eyes, bef- uh, before and behind. And the first beast was like unto a lion, 
And the second beast was unto a calf. And the third beast had a face as a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four... And, uh, and did you have any something? Yeah, oh, so what he's describing right here is what is commonly being depicted in the Bible as the cherubim angels, which come in, as we just seen. They have four, there's four different forms of, the one, of them. Uh, you know, the beast, uh, they'll have the face of a lion, uh, the face of a calf, or the face of a man, or the face of an eagle. Uh, and a very interesting thing to look into is uh, you look into the Sumerian and Egyptian gods, and what do their gods look like? Bada bing. Men with the face of an eagle, the face of a bull, mm -hmm. the face of a man, or the face of a uh, lion. Oh, a lion, yes, lion. Of a lion. And I'm pretty sure back in Daniel... Same exact Correct beast. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there were the same exact beast in his vision that were carrying the mm -hmm. tabernacle away. Mm -hmm. So it's not just chance that he saw these same exact beasts or angel-like creatures in heaven. This is the same exact creature, same exact God, yep. same exact everything yep. that he is witnessing. Here. Yep, the cherubim angels are the ones that sit at the throne room of God. They are very, They are held in very high esteem in heaven. Uh, and the seraphim angels are well are basically in the same, almost the same exact likeness as the cherubim. The only difference is really how many wings they have. I believe the seraphim have six, and the cherubim have four, um, and they and they have different different duties and different positions. Okay, and so then in verse 8, we hear, And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes with, within, and and they rest not day and night. Right? So, the, you know, celestial beings don't need sleep. That's that's a fact. Um, or food, for that matter. But, just, um, it's just, it's only an earthly thing. It's not us. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Um, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was, and is, and is to come. Mm. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying thou art worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things for thy pleasure um, they are they are and were created so you know here they are there these these angels are worshiping god uh we have the the elders that are worshiping too they even cast their crowns off even though they were given to them they mm. cast them back off i'm not worthy of this none of us are mm. and that's a smart thing to do before the yeah, lord right. right um you know it's great that he's he's going to reward us uh he's a gracious god i say it yes time and time again and none of us are worthy none of us but yet his grace allows us to receive right just a little just a little piece right Taste. you know what i mean it's like it's like you know you know if you're ever you know, at the bottom of the hill, right? And you got an apple tree at the top, you know, you're going to get a little, you're going to get something good because you have this, this wonderful thing, the God that is, is sharing with you, even though you're not worthy, even though you didn't put the work in, right? You really didn't. Uh, it's him. So it's a beautiful thing to see the worship there happening. Um, Mason or, oh, or yeah, uh, no, real quick, real yeah. quick thing I want to say is that, uh, the fa in, in, when I read through this, the one thing I always thought to myself is that he does mention that they do not sleep, um, day or night. Which obviously, like, like you said, obviously they don't sleep, you know, up in, in heaven. Uh, your celestial form does not need sleep. But that, in my eyes, that means that he, is it a chance that he was watching this take place for a longer period of time? Does that make sense? Or he basically it, stepped out of the boundaries of time. And okay, he, that, he's because these yeah. are these are basically future events that he is witnessing. But yeah. since heaven is outside the lock of time, time 
it's hard for to explain. And, and right? don't forget, he's he's brought up in the spirit, right? Because he says, you know, here's that come up hither in verse one, and I will show you these things that watch be here, mm-hmm. hereafter. That's part of the why, you know, things that he's seeing and he's describing all throughout here. You wonder why it's so lucid, if you will, um, you know, so wild. But he's seeing things, first of all, he's never seen before. Yeah. And he's trying to describe to you the best that he can, really with the language and the terms and things of knowledge that they had at the time, which is why later on in Revelation we read, you're going to start to open your eyes and realize like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. My, my buddy Jeremiah, you know, we, we've been studying each day. He's been uh, he on the calls podcast. Him, right. And he had a podcast, what, number 16, yeah. uh, Jeremiah's uh, testimony. Jeremiah calls me each day and we've been going through Revelation as well together. And uh, it's funny because he gets stuck. You know, and what he's first reading himself, he gets stuck in like chronological orders completely, but then also just in the the literal, literal sense of things. And he's not looking at the bigger picture. And then as soon as we talk, I'm like, well, what else could that be? He's like, um, I don't know, maybe this. I said, think different, think different from And once we break through the ice, he's like, my goodness. He's like, I, I, you know, how can I not see that? I'm like, well, that's just with revelation. It takes time and reading and understanding to really look at an overall message that's coming and, through. And to help break down the concept of time here, folks, us who are under the firmament, we are directly uh, impacted by time itself. Whereas in heaven, they are still observing time, but time does not have the same bearing as them on them as it does to us who are under the firmament. Now, there will be a time where time Which is why God is forever I, I, and ever. I love right. that, by the way. There will be a time where time. You know? yeah, yeah, there will yeah. be a time where time no longer exists. We will enter the age of eternity, which was what was before the creation mm-hmm. of the earth. Uh, time was, uh, like I said, in the very first sentence In the, the beginning. Bible. Boom. Yes, I the love beginning. that. Bam. That's time. Uh, <laughs> so there will be, we will come to a part in our existence where time will no longer exist. We will, en- we will enter eternity with God. Uh, so again, when you're studying this and you're seeing what's going on in heaven, keep in mind that time is completely di- there's time acts completely differently in in uh, in heaven. Yeah. Yep, and it's not a factor. Last thing before we move on is you'll see this a lot throughout Revelation is where there are angels, there are people saying, screaming, yelling, "Holy, holy, holy, Lord God Almighty," which was and is and is to come. If you read that just like that, you know you don't get a good sense of it. But if you happen to listen to the uh, listen to the Bible, but you listen to the version where they have music and they've got mm-hmm. it a little bit more uh, stressed and things like that. When you listen to that part, it sounds amazing yes. because they mm-hmm. are literally screaming. They are, I mean, so if you <laughs> haven't had the chance to listen to the audio version, and I don't remember what the audio version was called, but where they are literally playing music and they're, 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 that have multiple actors, let's say, talking throughout the line. This book is so cool to listen to because Amen. it is it really stresses those important parts that you may just read right past. So go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and and, and uh, James is a musician, so he can appreciate the music. I appreciate the music yeah. as well. I grew up in a in a I'm not a, a great musician or anything. I mean I played uh, piano uh, and drums uh, growing up. And, but my father plays every instrument. Yeah, so, right. you know, uh, growing up, my dad played, you know, rock and roll, but he played Christian rock th- songs he written himself. So I grew up, when I was a baby, I used to go to sleep in his kick drum while he was jamming on the drums. What? I kid you not. He would put the pillow in the bottom of the yeah. kick drum, right? And that's where I would crawl in and go to sleep while he's jamming oh, on the drums. Sweet. He used to put me to sleep. So oh, that's cool. old memories there. Uh, so chapter five. Uh, chapter yeah, five, chapter Mason, five. go ahead. Uh, I think it's, is it you, Mason? That's yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Chapter 5. 
And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne of a <clears throat> sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth. That's a reference to Shield, by oh, the way. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to tell you right now, I, have n- I did not notice that first few times I read through it. And the fact that he just went, mm-hmm, and I was like, <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said, saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed mm-hmm. to open the book mm-hmm. and to loose the seven seals thereof. Amen. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, mm-hmm. having seven Jesus. horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. I just got chills. Ooh. Oh, amen. Keep, I love keep it rolling, that. man. Yeah, Let's keep rolling. do it, yeah. yeah. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Mm-hmm. Amen. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain hast, and hast redeemed us unto God by the, blood of the, by the blood of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Well, it's just, it's powerful. I mean, like, I, I don't know, when you read that, that's just awesome to, you know, you keep going, you keep charging up, you're reading, listen, Jesus shed his blood Amen. on the cross. He was the, the, the unblemished lamb, the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. He's the one that opens that door and allows us to be worthy to enter the kingdom. Mm. And no man enters the kingdom but through Christ. There is no other way and no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved, mm. as the scripture says. Amen. Ooh, now, um, one one thing, I mean, unless we have yeah, something no, to say. Oh, go ahead. Um, one thing I feel like happens a lot in Revelations is they'll say, this is what is, this is who, this is it. And then when the person, mostly John, turns to look, he sees something completely different. And you can see this here. He says, one of the elders says, weep not, behold, the lamb of the tribe of Judah, of the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and loosen the seven seals. Mm -hmm. So he is talking this person, this being up. But when he turns around and looks, he sees a slain, bloody lamb, which just right there characterizes Christ beautifully mm-hmm. because he is the, the Lion of Judah. Yep. Oh, but yeah. at its root, he is, he is the, the slain David, lamb yep. That, yep. Has, that has just poured his blood on top of us and, folks, and is amazing. We will definitely uh, want to do some uh, uh, podcasts, too, that will come up um, about the Old Testament prophecies, too, mm, that yeah, Jesus good. fulfilled. So you understand that long before Jesus came, what the Old Testament prophecies and those pieces and parts that he fulfilled. Uh, so when you hear the root of David or of the lineage of David, that's prophecy, and Jesus fulfilled that. So you have and to that's, understand. That's why you'll go to the, 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 the four Gospels, and you'll have that lineage in front, and you're like, oh, why am I reading this? That's it's why. for those Jews— to understand that needed that to say <laughs> oh oh he is and that's yes. what and that's actually what saved um uh mr uh, uh dr james tor the um the, uh the um uh i can't remember what field he's in now but um he does, <laughs> now. Mi- he does microbiology uh, in, oh bio um 
is it synthetic chemistry. Synthetic mm-hmm. chemistry. Synthetic chemistry. Uh, and he does a whole bunch of fields, but you guys can look uh, on the Affinity Facebook page. I got his interview on there talking about how it's absolutely impossible for life to evolve on its own. But uh, he got saved, became a Christian when studying the Old Testament prophecies and uh, reading and studying the gospel and realized that Jesus Christ was indeed the son of God came here to save us. And uh, his, his, his interview absolutely destroys atheists and atheism. <laughs> and it's just awesome to hear. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go and continue. Yeah, we're reading. on loving. Uh, on chapter 5 verse 11 here we go and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands (laughs) saying with a loud voice that's a lot that's a lot saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and mm. such and there it is again <laughs> referencing sheol everybody um <clears throat> and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard i saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth let me turn the page here mm-hmm. turn the page okay upon the upon the throne and under the lamb forever and ever and the four beasts said amen and the four and twenty others fell down and worshipped him that lived forever and ever. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you ever looked, you know, like the word amen means I agree. It's truth. So be it. It is. Um, so it's an agreement um, on there. Um, now, uh, we are going to go to chapter six, verse mm-hmm. one, which is our first seal. We start getting into some really fun stuff now. This, when I imagine this being <laughs> opened, I imagine it like cracking and like exploding, and then this just a vision pops out of it. You know what I mean? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna help you set set your mind because James, you're gonna yeah. read right. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna help people set their mindset with the seals. So with the seals, you know, we have there is some chronological things that happen, right? Because the seventh seal has to be opened in order for the trumpets to be. Uh, uh, given out because yeah. that's what happened to seven seal. So we know that seven seal has to unfold before the trumpets can happen. So we have some chronological there, but I want to keep you in mind of this. This is what a lot of people don't think about when it seals. Now, if we think about it, here's one seal. We, like imagine a jar, right? And you open the jar, sk- sk- yeah. seal one, and then you dump it all out, right? And then jar number two, sk- dump it all out, right? All right. So you have that theory and that thought through. But get this, the seals are just being opened. What if you got seven jars and you go and open them all up, just like cans of pop and you got seven friends. They're all open. Is anybody drinking yet? Nope. Interesting. So if you were to crack all seven seals, you could have a seal, uh, uh, another portion going off similar or in the same time. Not to mention, not every seal has to complete or is something that is just short term it is ongoing so yeah. keep that in mind these seals can be still going today they could have been open a while ago and still going today they could have ended they could still be going and even on pause a little bit and then come some more right so as you read just have your mind open to that and you'll start to you'll start revelation will start to make a little more sense to you when you're reading things otherwise if you encapsulate your brain and your mind on only perfect chronological through here you're gonna lead yourself into a wall and go wait, wait, wait a minute didn't this happen and you'll see later on in Revelation, I'm going to make exact points. And I showed uh, Jeremiah today of times where I said, read this verse. What's it say? And he reads it. And then literally you go two chapters later, read the verse. It says the exact same thing. He's like, whoa, 
I'm mm-hmm. like, so which is it? Mm-hmm. You know. So, anyways, um, chapter six, verse one. Yeah, right. <laughs> the first seal opened, and I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, "Come and see." And I saw and behold a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow. And a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Okay. So here's the thing. Very, it's a very bland statement. It's not it, it very is, much. And that's what I want people to understand. Like when you read these seals, understand this is stuff that could have already happened, right? It could it's, be anything. It's very fair to say. Right. This could so, just be the spirit of conquest in general. It, yeah. it is. And and not to mention, you know, does the color of the, the horse have a, uh, excuse me, is this here? Yeah, yeah, white so, horse. It's white horse. Does the color of the horse mean something, which it probably does, right? At the end of the day. But at the same time, when you think going forth, conquering and conquer, think about, you know, uh, Alexander the Great or Napoleon. You're like You think about people who went forth, literally conquering to conquer, massive uh, empires, things like that, Roman empires, things. So... This spirit of that is still here today. People people don't go forth to conquer to conquer in the same way, but it's still happening, right? Right now, the government is trying to conquer yeah. everyone here in the United States. Uh, if you're alert yeah, and you're yeah, paying yeah, attention, yeah. right? But um, so as we read these, you know, it's interesting to say, well, it could still be stuff that's coming, but at the same time, it could very easily be over. And that's why, you know, as, as we talk about prophecy and, you know, James, we get down to the stuff that we can identify. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah. why I like to stick to that. But go ahead. No, one question I had is that, you know, the crown seems to be, or obtaining crown seems to be a pretty big thing in the past two chapters. He was given a crown. Is, is that something that, that seems significant in it's, any sense? It's authority. Right. So imagine, you know, if you're a president, essentially you've been given a crown. Oh, right. I see, I see. And you could literally think of a literal king um, that gets a crown, which also has authority. Or and go forth you're bestowed conquer, with authority. Right. Yeah. Or you have or even think about this. If you were in a in a in a very powerful company, essentially you have a crown. There's companies today that are that wealthy that control things and you go forward, conquer to conquer. So I always tell people, think about it in terms of it could be a city, could be a state, could be a country. It could, could even be, be just an person. entity. It could even be just a movement. And, it could and, be and anything. The spirit of it, right? Yeah. Because we talk about the spirit of Antichrist. Yeah. So, yes, many, many pieces. So open your open your mind for sure. Yeah. So ch- this is uh, chapter verse 6, verse 3. three. Second seal. Yes. <laughs> and when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went another horse that was red, and power was given unto him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another, and there was given unto him a great sword. Okay, so fair to say, we could also say, that is certainly more more than anything right now. Peace peace has been taken from the earth. It happened a while back, but for sure you can see that today. So again, very broad term. Um, So nothing that's really you or me can really say... 100%. 100%. So let's move on. Third seal. Uh, that's verse yeah, five, five, right? Mm-hmm. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast saying, Come and see. And behold, and I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he was sat on him, had a pair of balances in his hand. And he and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. So, you know, I, I've listened to many people and their different takes on the oil and wine and, you know, um, what that can mean. You know, don't don't hurt the food, but don't hurt the luxury items. Okay, I've heard that point of view myself. Uh, in other words, there's a shortage on food and it's expensive, right? Which is 
beginning to happen now but yet mm. you've got people out dropping a million dollars on a luxury yeah, yacht yeah, yeah, and right. you know all these luxuries are out there and like oh, well, let's put it this way okay you're going through a crisis or a man-made crisis here with corona and you got people doing what buying toilet paper i mean mm. like literally like just stupid things like the the focus is off there um you could also say that you know you're hurting out the oil and wine maybe maybe in this point this is the the something of value number one right so Maybe it's it's the Christians aren't affected as much. True Christians. I'm not talking about just someone who says they are, but you can say that don't affect my Christians as much. Their faith is strong through this time. It, it, there's there's a number of things, but again, I don't want you to get stuck in the seals it's too much. So hard because because yeah. it is. It's just very open ended and it's okay. And I'm gonna tell you in Revelation, don't try to figure every little piece out because number one, you drive you crazy. You're not gonna know them all because you're not God. So just understand the message. There's 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 turmoil happening. Remember, Revelation is a book of war against Christians and a book of turmoil, tribulation. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's go to what are we on the fourth, the fourth seal, seal in yes. verse seven? seven. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and hell followed with him. And the power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Okay, so this one's easy too. I mean, th this is already the case, okay? And it's funny because just before that we talked about the, the, the wheat and so on, and then here is famine happening. Now listen, this is already the case. If you want to study right now the famine that's going on in the world, this is the case, and it's been for a while. So we could easily say four seals done. Uh, not done, but still happening. Remember, because a seal is open, it's not over with. It's still happening. It doesn't have to be ended. And like, well, that was a fourth. Now it's over with. Now everything's better again. Okay. So these are things that can continue on. And which means they will overlap each other. So, you know, you could you could turn around and have, you know, third seal going on. Meanwhile, famine is happening at the same mm -hmm, time. Understand mm -hmm. that. It's important. Uh, so we're at fifth seal, fifth verse, seal nine. verse nine. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held, which was of Jesus Christ. And they cry with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, how long and true dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their four servants also, fellow servants. Oh, oh, their fellow servants also, and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So this is a very important piece because this is part of a little piece where pre-tribbers really try to hang on and actually we're going to be in the sixth seal a little bit here in a minute we'll, we'll also and you're going to see in revelation that there are many things in fact chapter 12 is a perfect example and we'll get there yeah. shortly but two things uh if you've you know uh listened to the previous podcast you know we talk about really what happens when we die and where we go mm -hmm. and all the references to that okay so the rule is when you die right you go to sheol you're at rest the bible says you're at rest and aware of nothing um however there is always exceptions to the rule. God has the power to do what he pleases, mm -hmm. number one. And so there were people that were translated to heaven while they were alive. Okay? Um, that can happen. Um, but in general, 
Okay, we can't have a rapture, which is later in Revelation, as we'll read. You can't have a rapture if everyone's already in heaven. So it's not the rule that when you die, you're in heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not. When you die, you, you go at rest, you're not in pain, and you're waiting for what? For Jesus to call. And it says, those that hear his voice will rise, some to everlasting uh, joy with the Lord and some to everlasting damnation. Um, so this part, too, now when you read this, you'll see that there's a number of reasons why this isn't people that are raptured. Mm -hmm. Because as we read in other parts, if you listen to our rapture stuff, there are other things that must take place in order for the rapture to happen. And also keep in mind, everybody, how did the who opened the seals? Jesus, Jesus right? Jesus himself. Which means the seals have not been opened until after he was crucified, dead, mm -hmm. and resurrected and returned back to heaven. Yep. So this is, this is all taking place. These seals are being released after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So these are all being released within the last 2,000 years. And I would like to go and read the next. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, ahead. and hold on for one second because um, I want to point something else out. What does it say? It says, uh, until their fellow servants are also their fellow servants, uh, their brethren that should be killed as they were killed, it should be fulfilled. And so, again, you know, during these times, there's, there's plenty of people. Lord is telling you, you will be killed. You will be killed for my name, which goes back to every other reference that Jesus gave uh, in all of the New Testament. None of them were rosy and fun uh, as Christians and calling, you know, being representing Christ is going to get you killed for sure. Uh, beaten, hated, you know, mm. you name it. Um, but it's important that there may be some, maybe some people that are in heaven. But at the same time, when you read this piece, it's more of anything of a broadcast. Because when you watch and we're going to talk about these robes and different things. You literally, you're getting a preview of what is going to come literally in chapter four, end of chapter 14 and verse 15. You're getting a preview. And if you don't believe me, you're going to see, we're going to see more previews here in Revelation that it's not all chronological. You're getting right now, this is a vision of hope, but also understanding because trust me, you here on earth are going to be calling out, Lord, when are you going to come and avenge us? Really? I'm, I'm thinking of right now. Like, when are you going to come and be, just get this over with? I think it's it, – in that, what you just said was what I was going to say. Yep. Is that, it, is that they are under the altar, okay? Yep. Now, what altar? Is it under the altar of heaven? Is it under the actual altar with which he is sitting on? But he gives them these white robes, and I, I, I just I, – I think it is a very – just like any of the other ones. It is – it could be taken so many different ways, and just like you say before, yep. if you cannot – Nail it down. There's no point in wasting and, time. And Thessalonians and Corinthians are what you help. You've got to verify this. If this, remember, the Bible does not ever contradict itself. Yep. So the Bible says, right, that Christ comes in the clouds, yep. right? The trumpet is blown and we meet him in the clouds, the dead in Christ first and then the living. So there's a full on yep. rapture that happens. And the bottom line is, is it's very specific in saying the last Trumpet. trumpet okay so it's very easy you go to revelation to find the last trumpet all of a sudden oh it's already talking about it's time to give reward and you're gonna see that this here in chapter six is nothing about people who were raptured uh at that moment this is about who is getting raptured and you're gonna see even when we talk about the 144,000 in a moment so go ahead and um i'll read i'll read the sixth seal here because i wanted to explain something as okay well. good yeah <clears throat> so we are picking up in chapter six verse 12 here folks and I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. I want to stop right there, folks, because um, a friend of ours, Dr. Ken Hoven, uh, if you go, if you have read his Revelation studies, he is a post-trib, pre-wrath 
rapture man just like us which is the which is the only biblical stance that you should take on it however he does get confused right here where he says oh right here the six seals when we're raptured out because and the reason he gives that is because in matthew chapter 24 mark 13 and luke 21 jesus said that the signs that we should look for to know that his coming is soon is that the sun and the moon will go dark and the moon will be blood, become blood red and the uh, the sun will be smitten, right? So this right here, the sixth seal, is when that sign happens. That does not mean that Jesus returns right there, right then. No. That is the sign to let you know that his his return is coming soon. But also beware, folks, as we were talking about the pre-trib rapture and the dangers of that, the idea that Jesus is going to come back at any time. Listen, he will come back, but he does not touch on earth. Right. When he raptures us, he comes in the clouds. We're already and, going up before we ever and, see right. him. And guess what else? When you read this, so first of all, um, if you were to, uh, even if you were to look right now, when you have a uh, uh, an eclipse, okay, the same thing happens what you're reading right there. And by the way, that is not permanent. That's not even close to permanent. Why? Well, because in the fourth trumpet, the sun is and the moon is smitten. Now that's permanent in over there. So if the sun is permanently dark or whatever else, like, well, then you can't have it smitten if it's already smitten. Okay. So <laughs> the point is, is you got to really understand Revelation and, and understand what did Christ say, right? What, did, what does the Bible say about the rapture, about getting out of here, about hearing Christ's voice, and it's after the last trumpet and so on, So you and before his wrath, right? Now, of course, these are way before his wrath, so it qualify there, but there's no, no trumpets have been blown because the seventh seal has to be done and has to be having out the trumpets. So it's very important. Um, so I'll keep on reading here. Ahead, Mason. So now that we've gone ahead and we... we, uh, we uh, clarify what was going on here this is the sign that the christ the return of christ is coming soon but only in the clouds because you got to remember the son of man uh, i'm sorry the son of perdition the man of sin will be on the earth yes. deceiving people do not take him to be christ christ will rapture you in the clouds before after he is upon the earth okay so keep that in mind your rapture and the return of christ does not happen until he comes in the clouds he does not touch down on earth first that comes later after right? we're in basically after, everybody's after, in heaven after right? those who are with christ have been raptured up and then the wrath of god will be poured out and then yeah that's you when know, he comes who, down <laughs> yeah whoever whoever's here on earth i hope you i hope you survive and hope you get time to repent and, and but, guess what you know i'm going to say something else too with that mason go ahead go, go ahead finish no no that's all okay. i have to say okay um in 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 uh, Second Thessalonians uh, 2 verse 3 it says let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there be a falling away first and that a man of sin will be revealed the son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God and that is worship so that he is he um, he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God remember ye not that when I was yet with you I told you these things so he, who else who else let me ask you this do non-Christians read the Bible? No. Are you kidding me? How, most Christians I know don't even read the Bible. So this <laughs> message that's in the Bible is for the people who are actually paying attention, Christians who are reading their word, and he's saying what? I'm warning you about the son of perdition. So it is absolutely ludicrous and idiotic for someone to believe in pre-trib rapture, and they also believe, yeah, they won't be here for the son of perdition. They believe they won't be here for any of that. And the reality is then, who is God warning? Come on. <laughs> who else is going to read this scripture? Are, are, you, are you really... That blind, are you really holding and clinging to this false message that's being taught? It's just, it's just horrible. It's, it's, it's nonsense. But um, in uh, um, what I wanted to say, because since we're in that part, uh, okay, so in First, uh, first Thessalonians 4, um, uh, 16, 
So for the Lord himself shall, shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise, rise first. Then which we are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet hit the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. Um, so again, it talks about a trump. Now, and uh, if, uh, let's see. And then if we go to Corinthians, okay, because I want you to understand this. Um, here in Corinthians, uh, chapter 15, verse 51, okay, um, that's 1 Corinthians. So it says, behold, I show you a mystery. Oh, he says, I got a secret, okay? I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. That means not all of us are going to die, okay? Again, this is death why is only asleep to that's, us. That's right. To he doesn't say to... we all won't be in heaven. He's saying we won't all sleep, right? Right, so like you said, it's sleep. He says, "But we all we shall all be changed in a moment, Mm. in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed." This is when we get raptured. So again, we need a trumpet, right? in order to this for this to happen. So the fact that we're not having the trumpets in Revelation, that's what it's speaking of. It's not speaking of any other rapture. There's not three raptures and two raptures, all this stuff. This is the rapture, right? Of of the of the ones who hear who hear Christ, who who are who are dead and also living in Christ. So it's really important to understand those trumpets. So that's when you go back to and you say, okay, the Bible doesn't contradict itself. Now I gotta go back and I'm gonna read my scripture again. Okay, well, there's no trumpets. Okay, so what is he doing? Okay, yep. Nope. Uh, he's telling us, he's giving us a, a precursor to the next sections that are gonna come up literally just after this. And we'll we'll get into that in a moment. And um go ahead, James. Uh, just just first Corinthians fifty one to the end until chapter sixteen fifty eight is just Absolutely amazing. I, I couldn't help myself but just keep reading because I absolutely love that. <laughs> it, it is it is good stuff. All right, where uh, were we at? Uh, I think Mason was yeah, yeah. verse so, uh, thirteen. I think. Yes, sir. So we're uh, okay. chapter six, verse. We're going back to the book of Revelation, folks. After yep. that quick drift away to explain <laughs> everything and just wanted things. you to understand why we're saying what we're saying. It's very yeah. important. Exactly. So uh, we're back in chapter six, verse thirteen of Revelation. Okay. So this is after the sun and the moon go dark. The moon becomes blood, and the sun is like a black. Uh, uh, black sackcloth of hair. Okay. And the stars of heaven fell under the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. <laughs> and the heaven departed as a scroll, and when it was rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men, a.k.a., by the way, that what it just said right there, the mountains being moved out of their places, that's a great earthquake. Okay? That must be a big boy It's earthquake. a big event. The big earthquake correlates and lines up a lot of things in revelation for us here uh verse 15 and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said unto the mount and said to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath is, is come and who shall be able to stand well folks I want you to pay real close attention right here. He lists everybody. Yeah, right? everybody. Everybody. Yeah. And what's but but who doesn't he mention? The Christians. No Christians. Okay, because here's the thing, and I and I don't have it in front of me, but there are three verses in the Bible that say we are not subject to God's wrath. Oh, right? Yeah. Okay, but but through Christ we're we are spared from his wrath. Now Christians aren't going to be true Christians who know the word aren't going to be stupid enough to say, oh, this is God's wrath. We're going to be like, no, 
we get raptured so this it can't be god's wrath okay it's very simple that's why he lists everybody except for uh, the christians in here and you'll notice and it's very obvious right the he says the the great men the kings of the earth the rich men the chief captains of course they're scared they don't have christ in their heart they don't know the word of god they aren't prepared for this they've been living luxuriously and they think they don't need god this is what all through scripture you read time and time again and it says they they say by the way nobody said this is god's wrath except these people that don't know god they're the ones who say oh the great day of the wrath has come no nope, nope. it's stand? just it's just a precursor he's just kind of started <laughs> it here boy that's right you know how we know this folks listen you know if we're cheating and we jump and you flip over to revelation chapter 15 or you jump over to revelation uh chapter uh 16 right is 15 is a preparation of vials and it's also the celebration of those who were raptured but when you look at chapter 16 it's the vials of what god's wrath, wrath being poured out so it's very simple. You can't pour out God's wrath before you pour out God's wrath. And God's wrath happens in chapter 16, which is right after the rapture and blah, 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 blah. So yeah. this is men on earth. They're basically losing their stuff right now. Okay. They're like, oh, my goodness, this is terrible. But you know what's happening is God is using the tribulation to shake them at their core. Mm -hmm. right. So that they have, if any time ever in all of their life in history that they'll ever turn to God, this will be the time. But those who won't, never will. And in fact, even when his wrath is being poured out, they still curse God. So understand, this is there's a lot of people that are going to turn. There's people during coronavirus that have turned to God during this time yep. because it, it works. They all of a sudden they realize, like, man, I, I got to find the Lord. Yeah, I'm mortal. <laughs> hey, yeah, and, I'm and mortal. one last thing, you know what this, you know what all this actually directly correlates to in the ver uh, uh, verse? In those days, the hearts of men shall fail them for these, uh, for what they see will fall upon the earth when the stars are going to fall into the earth. Well, first of all, guys, it's going to go ahead and debunk everything that you believe about NASA and the mm. spa and space and everything. I mean, a lot of this, <laughs> even just in general, because as soon as you start talking about the moon returning blood, you know, you go back to the Genesis where he talks about how he put a light for the day and a light for the night, and it's like, well, if the moon is just a rock, but the sun is a light. That casts light upon the earth. Yep, it's how is the moon? How is the moon not a light at that point? Mm -hmm. And it just really just changes everything. By, yeah. by the way, uh, the moon goes around twice every day. By the way, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else notices that, but I do. Um, when or you at see least the, it glitches and resets. <laughs> it's yeah. doing something blink, weird. Blink, blink, blink. Yes, I know. I, I have seen the moon. I've seen its direction where it moves, and I can see it during the day sometimes. And there it is. It's up high down there. And then at night, it's down below, moving up in the same direction it was going during the day. So that tells you it's making more than one revolution. And yet... The world tells us, no, it goes around once. Um, but yet at the same time, they tell you the moon affects the seas and the seas pump twice a day with the tidal waves. So it's interesting. But um, anyways, you know, I don't want to get us lost in the, in the, in the, all those things because none of us are going to be able to go down yeah, and right. verify anything and whatever else. So it doesn't matter. But one thing's for sure is men are going to be like scared at this point. They're really going to start freaking out. But at the same time, some are going to turn to God and some are going to turn far more wicked. And that's, that's the scriptures even speak of this. Yeah. Um, but I think we're at a, a good spot because Ch we, chapter seven to me is very, it just slices. A, it, I mean, we haven't even got to the seventh seal yet, but it really just becomes a lot to talk about. And I think that would be a good place to start the next episode at. Um, so, I, I mean, as long as you guys don't have anything else to say, then I think 
we can wrap everything up. No, we're good. That, that wraps us up on this this one here. And yeah. uh, we did good today. We got, got far along. And we're going to get into more good, deep stuff on the next one. So tune in next time, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, let's, and, let's um, just yeah, let's pray let's ourselves, our, and, oh, yeah. uh, and then we will end it all here. Thank you so much for listening. It just feels good to the soul. I know. Peaceful. Music. You know what? In the Old Testament, Elijah, I need you to pray for us. What do you need? I need a harpist. That was the one thing that one of the holiest men in the Old Testament wanted was music. So this is very, very important to have, in my opinion. Amen. Amen. Father in heaven, we come to you today in Jesus' holy name. And we thank you for the opportunity to serve our brothers and sisters with our podcast and the teaching and learning and reading of your word. We know that it pleases you to have your people dig deeper to know you and to really have faith and honor your word and to want to know what's coming and how to prepare and uh, and be able to share that with other people. And although we know that uh, not everyone makes the cut, we're, we're praying, Lord, that you give us the chance and the opportunity and put us in front of people to say the right things. Mm. Let the Holy Spirit work through each one of us every day. Let us be just that, that working vessel for you um, each and every day. We thank you so much. You've blessed us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy thank name. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody, once again for listening to this episode of the Affinity Christian Ministries podcast, where we are reading through Revelation. It is truly an amazing book for uh, Christians throughout any part of their journey with Christ, and we just implore you to read by yourself and then come back and listen to us, because you need to understand it yourself, for yourself, first and foremost. And if you happen to have a question, you can always send us an email Give us a phone call or shoot us a text. You can find all of our information in our app on the Apple Play Store or the Google Play Store or Apple iPod, whatever it's called. Uh, also, uh, we just want to thank you guys. We're praying for every single one of you guys out there. Thank you so much for the, the, the listen and the support. And just God bless every single one of you. Thank you.